0: Hey, I'm Matthew.
1: And I'm Colleen.
0: And we have four kids, and they're supposed to be in bed sleeping by now.
1: We are exhausted, so we thought, why not do a podcast where people can listen to our end of the day conversations with each other?
0: You'll laugh, you'll cry, maybe you'll learn something. No, who are we kidding? We're just a couple of exhausted, mostly crazy, very happily married Christians. Are you ready, Colleen?
1: I was born ready middle name is ready.
0: Well, my middle name is Chimichanga. I must be hungry. <laughs> I've often wondered if people listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and wonder why we don't talk more about the current events. Oh. And I wanted to approach that because I don't think, you know, you and I, our, our, our plan for this podcast was just be as tired as possible and see what happens. <laughs> Done. And, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and um, one, th- uh, you know, something I got thinking about the other day is that I, I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> to choke. I wanted to choke on, my, grief, own, man. on my own. My own. What's going on throat? over there?
1: Are you not,
0: I'm tired, like I said.
1: You're <laughs> so tired, you just decided to choke. You're like, I'm not even going to swallow yeah. it. I'm just going to let it do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well. Do you need some water?
0: No, no, I don't drink water. I only, or wash water. I hands. only drink Canadian. Can, what's it called? What are you doing? Canadian dry. Canadian, Canadian dry. Open Canadian. The one with the cherry, the cherry uh, flavoring that we really
1: like. Oh.
0: Clearly Canadian. <laughs> I only drink Clearly Canadian. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. Oh, you guys. Which,
0: that's a story I should tell real quick. But, so getting back to my thought. Yeah. Um, the only place that we advertise this podcast. Oh, current events. Current Sorry, events, I lost yep. what you are saying. So the only place that we advertise this podcast and the only place that we will ever advertise this mm-hmm. podcast is on Gab.com. Mm-hmm. Because they are a Christ first uh, social media platform. Unapolog- unapologetically mm-hmm. so. And, uh... One of the, you know, I was I was actually laughing at the far left satanic Wikipedia's definition of Gab today. I had oh, to they look have it up. their own definition. Oh, oh. it's terrible.
1: Why? Do you, how did you find? You just were curious. No, so I was
0: curious did. what the world was saying about Gab.
1: What are they saying?
0: Uh, I'll have to read it later, oh. but it's pretty good. So, or it's pretty funny to me. But it's it's all lies. It's what the world and what modern politicians mm-hmm. will say about what they call. The fringe right. They want to make us sound like we're an extreme minority
1: mm-hmm.
0: when we don't apologize for laughing when people use words like racist or anti Semitic or bigot, because those are just Marxist, modern, satanic words that are used by the communist left. To shut people up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know the cancel culture. It's mm-hmm. all about words and people mm-hmm. using those words. They don't really actually care about the words. They want to cancel certain people who don't, who don't speak to the narrative.
1: Gotcha.
0: Anyways, look at me talking about not talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought we were so, not talking about. Current yeah.
0: So, so so the reason can I that say I say this about Gab. Yeah.
1: Because you, I think we've brought this up once before where you surprised me by somebody telling you that gab was like nazis or something Yeah, yeah yeah and i was like what so gab has free speech that's right okay so what i like about it is that it does develop critical thinking in the fact that if i disagree with something which happens a lot by the way i just keep on going um i don't have to choose to interact with something i necessarily disagree with right. um and what i've found uh is a great community of people who yeah. are um interactive on a more purposeful level yeah uh then i've seen on other platforms uh that are just in it for the dopamine hit which is just a hormone that is like a pleasure hormone that tells you that you get a reward. And so you, you like something and then somebody likes it back and you're like, cool, I did well. And then you do it again. But, um, it's more than that for me on gab, I found a group of people, several groups of people who are just, I don't know, just live life. And it's nice to see people working hard and raising families and, yeah. and having a life. Genuine, genuine
0: giving people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're raising funds for a pole barn for our our farm church, and the Gab community people that we have never met in public in person have donated so far over seventeen hundred dollars to this cause. And these are just people that they get to know you through your posts or your videos, or like for us, it would be maybe house church lessons and. And it's just been such a great uh, experience. But I wanted to get back to my main point.
1: Current events, I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: So my main point is that the reason that we don't discuss current events is not because we don't uh, especially care. Mm -hmm. It's because you will find that uh, in too many places. Mm -hmm. So we're not here to bog you down again with more. Opinion on current events, it's not that we don't have an opinion Mm -hmm. because we do Um, We're extremely we've got our ear extremely close to the ground uh, For mainly for the reason that we want to be able to prepare our children Mm -hmm. And ourselves for the future uh, To defend against the incoming demonic horde that is coming for them but it's not our focus. Our focus here on the podcast is to provide a biblical humor, you know, hopefully humorous podcast. um, But at the same time, we can discuss some things that are serious, but we don't like to generally be newscasters. Right. When if you're, especially if you're on Gab and you're actually getting truth, Mm -hmm. you won't get that anywhere else. Unless you really search, search, search. It's really hard to find truth because there's nowhere on the internet that you're allowed to speak freely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like you were saying, there are a lot of people uh, on Gab who, and I don't know that all of them are <laughs> at who they say they are. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them are, are feds who are trying to, you know, create a reason to speak out against Gab, maybe. Maybe. But what we do know is that the CEO is uh, extremely proud of uh, saying that Christ is first, mm-hmm. and he means it, and he's genuine about it. Anyway, so so we're gonna we're gonna stick with the platform that allows free speech because without it, you will not find truth. And as we know, the truth will set you free. So tonight's podcast is we're gonna just start talking about we don't we think that this will be a multi-part thing not not sequential not, not like we're going to have any in complete order we would we'll probably break off and do something else but we don't think that we can cover this in a single podcast because we're going to try and keep it shorter around the 20 minute mark
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the the subject of tonight is why we started our house church and what we've learned along the way and Colleen and I have not prepared anything. We have not (laughs) said, this is what I'm going to say. And what do you think about, you know, we're just going to come and have a quick discussion when we get around to the 20 minute mark. Hopefully we can, we'll kind of
1: cut you off mid sentence, man. You're done.
0: Wind it down a little (laughs) bit and then say, let's start here next time, you know? And what I'm hoping you, the listener will do is to write us, message us on Gab if you're on there or email us at tired christian parents at protonmail.com and let us know your questions or how we have offended your current belief and you know cuz the thing is i think that i think that i especially am going to offend people cuz i'm just going to say it how i believe it mm-hmm. and and i in in the in, in a conversation on a podcast when you're trying to keep things succinct mm-hmm. there's not a lot of time to to elaborate. So you just say some things and then people go, well, I didn't like that. right? And that's to be expected, I think, with this kind of conversation because the house church model is so rarely used. And the vast majority of Christian-minded people are so used to the traditions that they've been raised in, or or the tradition that
1: it's comfortable.
0: It's com mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's comfortable. But it's but com- this comfort also leads into them believing that this is the way things should be done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it, they start believing that it's biblical because they this is what we've always done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's interesting how hard it is to break free of that until you. Start a house church and say, we're starting from the beginning and we're going to just see what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So, and you and I, we've said it in the past, we've found what we believe is a greater freedom in Christ Mm -hmm. because of that. So, as a background of of why we did this, we'll start at kind of at the beginning.
1: At the beginning.
0: And I think the beginning requires that we talk about who you and I, where you and I came from. Oh, okay. Not in not I mean in 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 our traditional religious Christian religious viewpoints and, and upbringing not in detail but just really quickly okay so I was raised in a non-denominational church I was a missionary kid in the Fiji Islands and was raised without too many traditional man-made. Uh, Traditions. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how else to put it.
1: Yeah, not a whole lot of.
0: Yeah, just there was no no denominational thinking in how I was brought up, so that helps where we where we are now. But and then you, Colleen, were raised in the Presbyterian mm-hmm. denomination, and you and I met at, in college, mm-hmm. and through conversations and experiences, and just reading the Bible together. We had some fundamental differences,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um you ended up coming to me in a genuine a genuine way and saying, "Is this really what the Bible says?" And I mm-hmm. just said, "Well, I mean, let's just open the Bible and see what the Bible says and um you were just so open you just said that's right that's I've never heard it before like that, right. and so you and I became. Uh, c- uh, came to see eye to eye on on it because you were mm-hmm. so open to the Bible, not to me, mm-hmm. but to the Bible. And then we get married and and have children and and join the army. And about the time that we were a few years into the army, I we we were up in upstate New York, mm-hmm. and you know, coming from we were, had been in the South, mm-hmm. where if you throw a rock, you're going to hit a church building yeah, or, somewhere or four. So it's easy to find a group to um, fellowship with, even if you don't agree with them or whatever. But upstate New York, there is nothing. Yeah. It's very hard to find any kind of of Christian group that meets. And few and far between for sure. And even the ones that do meet, their groups are small. Mm -hmm. So we really got to thinking about, the house church model then. Right. And this was about, you know, more than 10 years ago or so now. Oh, yeah. And so we started talking about it and praying about mm-hmm. it and and you know, talking to my friends about it. And it was more of kind of a, how do we do this? Are we ready to do it? And we weren't because right. we, I think we prayed and understood that God God's timing wasn't right. Yeah. Now that wasn't why we didn't start it, but mm-hmm. I think that's why God didn't give us the opportunity right. to start it.
1: There was so. a lot of moving, a lot of young children. Yeah, uh, I think at that time we had moved six times. Yeah. Um. So it was it it would have been very difficult to be like, hey, <laughs> we changed our address again. The house has now moved. Or yeah. The church has now moved over here, and now and it would have been a lot of more uh, moving. Yeah moving parts to to figure out plus we were staying in some pretty tiny places to where i don't think we could have fit more than maybe two more people
0: no and in the army too it's difficult to you don't want to start a house church and then just abandon the people that right. have been coming you know cuz we never you, you would never know when you're moving up moving right. next you know so and and i think also there was a spiritual maturity that definitely we needed to continue to do, I think a lot of Christian, uh, young Christian people, have this attitude of discipling and getting out into the world, and they are genuinely wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. But there is something to say about experience—the mm-hmm. experience of life, yeah. um, the experience of children, the experience of marriage—you yeah. know, the experience of reading the Bible. Numerous times and studying, there is something to say with that. So the Lord prepares us through our own actions Mm -hmm. when we act upon wanting to be. Now we never sought after starting the house church because we had the idea in our heads that I wanted to be, I needed to teach lessons, right? Or you needed to teach lessons, or you and I just wanted to create. We wanted to lead something mm-hmm. that led ourselves and our children and the people who showed up to a more a, a, a greater understanding in Christ. Yeah, but we didn't know how we were going to do that because, right. and I, I've said this in the past, but I never sought to be. I've never sought to be a a leader in the church. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and I and I have always been very skeptical of people whose. Goal from young a young age is to be an elder or to be a preacher mm-hmm. or to you know I, I've always been skeptical of people like that because I've never uh, it's hard for me to believe that that's really their intention is is truly Christ focused mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of an intention of being the in the spotlight okay putting themselves in front of the cross rather than putting Jesus in front and standing behind the cross right. Mm-hmm. So, so in 2020, we, you know, the world freaks out because of a bioweapon that the government created in March of 2020. And we, you and I, Colleen, Mm -hmm. were excited because the church that we were attending at the time, we thought that the leaders there Mm -hmm. would take that opportunity to show the world that Christians are different. Right. We were really excited. We yeah. thought we're going to show the world that we're truly yeah. fearless people. Yeah. Now, I think I've said it in the past. Your aunt had said this. You're not going to threaten me with heaven. Right. I'm not yeah. scared of spending an eternity with God. Right. I'm scared of listening to the world right. and not to God because then I am I should be a fear, f- afraid of God. Right. Right, right, right. So you and I were excited about this because we thought wow if mm-hmm. this is the perfect opportunity mm-hmm. for the church of of God for the church of Jesus Christ to show that they are truly fearless mm-hmm. I think that I was naive enough to believe that church leadership worldwide was uh, was strong enough yeah and we were sorely mistaken
1: I was very surprised, uh, mostly because it's not like we had been with this church for a couple of months or like a year or two. We have been, I mean, we love the people. We loved the church. We were involved. We were part of these people. You know, we were part of each other's lives. It wasn't like we just showed up on Sundays and then like took off, right? Like we were really, I mean, at least I know I was really involved. And um, I was under the impression that <laughs> I guess we were all on the same page and we we're all going to, you know, fight and show our true colors of what it means to be following Jesus. Um, and And I think I was... More probably a little bit more than you, more emotionally uh, disappointed in in the leadership, which I thought they would take over and lead. Lead, yeah, you know, and then they did not.
0: No, they didn't. In fact, what they did is they ended up listening to the squeakiest of wheels in the church, who mainly were probably old women. Who decided to make it their life's goal to make the leaders' uh, lives hell by saying if we don't ma- if we don't cover our faces with these disgusting useless masks, then we're not truly showing that we love other people other people mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And these people don't understand, maybe they do now. But they didn't. They they try. They, they went to the leadership and said said these. They said the party line, the communist party line, the the world's narrative, Satan's narrative, mm-hmm. and said that Jesus would mask or Jesus would, right, whatever it is. Jesus would put this experimental abortion derived chemical into our bodies. And 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 that that's the and they and that the the, the squeakiest of the wheels were the worldly people, mm-hmm. instead of the uh, Christians mm-hmm. who truly understood what was going on. They had read history. They knew what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. They knew that two weeks to flatten the curve right. was going to turn into two years. And now we're pretty much a communism. Mm-hmm. We, our government's truly shown their true colors. So so that was March, and we had some very uncomfortable, straightforward talks. I did. Uh, Another thing is we found out that a lot of the people at church were just simply out to follow critical race theory. Um, They were at Black Lives Matter protests. They were truly following the world Mm -hmm. over God. Um. And then, you know, COVID shows up and and you see them disappear altogether from church. And so we had uh, some harsh disagreements with the people there. And so we really started talking. We said, maybe this is the time. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I don't know if people really remember back to to then, to March, but churches shut down even— if they weren't told to, you mm-hmm. know, everybody was saying, oh, the CDC, the know-it-all CDC right. says you shouldn't. Most, most states didn't say you can't. Right. Pennsylvania and, and, and California and a couple others unconstitutionally shut down churches. Right. And they've been since sued. And fortunately, I think those lawsuits have been in favor of the church leadership. But regardless, we weren't told to shut down
1: mm-hmm.
0: We were forced to. We were encouraged to, not meet Guidelines,
1: recommendations, that kind of thing.
0: So everybody shut down. And we said, it's time to start a house church. And we're going to open our home. And we're going to follow God. And we're not putting that crap on our faces. Mm -hmm. And we are going to continue to fellowship together if it kills us. Because we know we've been given information Now, back off, government. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to make our own decision. We're going to follow God and not the world. And that concludes part one of why we started a house church and what we've learned because we are at 22 minutes.
1: Okay. But before, remember I said I wanted to say this one thing. One thing. Okay. So um, we've talked a little bit about – kind of like good and bad, right? Uh, in our minds, what we believe is that, um, house, the house church has been good and that say the, the other church is bad, but that's not really what the only option is, right? We can have good, right? Like corporate church can still be good, right? People are coming and they're finding encouragement or whatever. Um, But what we're after is really one of three choices. You can have something that is good, something that is better, and something that is best. And what we are after is really the best, right? We want to train. We want to equip. We want to make disciples. We want to encourage one another. We want to um, really ask hard questions so that when... um, something like this were to come up, we're in each other's lives so much. We've asked these questions and now we're ready to fight side by side as soldiers for Christ, right? So that our ranks that we thought that we had as soldiers for Christ, I thought that the people that were going to be right next to me and going to the front line of this battle, like they were right there with me and they were going to do this. And then they're like, you know, it's not really very easy and we're not really interested Um, And it turns out I didn't know that. And um, that was on me because I just didn't ask those tough questions. So here at our house church, we really try to get into some tougher, more critical thinking kind of topics and really, um, really trying to try to train and equip so that we can make disciples who are ready to go fight this battle, because that's what we need right now. We need soldiers for Christ. And so we're not saying if you go to corporate church, then that is bad, but you might just be settling for good when you can have something better or best.
0: Yeah. And I think I would be a little bit in disagreement with you.
1: We will, <laughs> no. We,
0: we will reset with this because okay. I think it's an excellent start to the to the next, next uh, part two of this podcast next time because, uh, well, I'll tell you next time. Okay. All right. We uh, we look forward to this. Please write us your your emails, your questions, or let us know if we can clarify anything as we go through this conversation together. Oh boy! Goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tired Christian Parents podcast. You can follow us on Gab at Tired Christian Parents, or you can email us at tiredchristianparents at protonmail dot com. We'll see you next time.